0: And welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day. And when I recorded last week's podcast, I did not expect that just a couple of days later, heck, I think the day my podcast came out, that Twitch was going to announce that they were laying off 500 people. Right now, and apparently this is part of a larger restructuring at Amazon uh, Prime Video and mgm both uh, laid off a lot of people (laughs) right but what i'm just talking about hey um how do you pick where to go on social creator media right (laughs) we're talking about do i stream on twitch do i stream on youtube do i post on on instagram or on x or right obviously the stability of the company is part of a consideration that one has to take when looking at, hey, is this a long-term viable platform for me to be on? Especially when it's your main platform, right? So if you're streaming on Twitch, doesn't make a whole lot of difference if you're, if X or Instagram or Blue Sky or something implodes because your main platform is still Twitch. Well, here's Twitch now dropped... Something like twenty something percent of its workforce. Now, there's a it's an open secret that Twitch is not profitable, and it's not really even secret anymore because on a live stream the other day, CEO uh, Dan Clancy admitted that Twitch isn't profitable. So, what now? Okay, now we've we've known this for a long time. Twitch is, has not been making money; they've been living off VC and and stuff for for some time now of course after the announcement kick is out there being childish morons um mocking uh twitch for for having to lay off people right uh kick co-founder this is bijan to i think that is if I, i'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly um uh, but he he just posted this quick yep kick will eventually buy twitch and then the quick streaming account claimed oh yeah november 16th 2026 yeah so okay so i talking about picking a uh, creator media space yeah kick is run by uh, childish morons okay they're probably very smart childish people but still um, on top of this, what we're seeing is we saw Discord laid off about 17% of its workforce, of which amounted to about 170 employees. Right? So what I this this hit me, especially after talking about creator media last week, it's like, what is this all going to mean for the streamer landscape? After all, I, I'm a streamer. This is part of what I'm interested what I'm paying attention to, right? And honestly a, a lot of a lot of you are probably interested in streamers and stuff too because hey that's just that's just what I expect now I could be wrong some of you may never watch a stream in your life but you really should go watch my streams over on music free gaming now but what does this actually mean for streamers especially since the vast majority of them stream on Twitch right I <laughs> I know seriously, the vast majority of the kick was claiming that, oh yeah, we've got 10% of the market. Well, back in August, it was really when they made that claim it was really about four percent or seven percent when you only compare it to Twitch. And that's just the English speak streaming market that they were bragging about. So Twitch is huge, okay? But again, the question is what's going to happen? The reality is Eh, it's probably not that much. I mean, Twitch is going to roll out new features slower. Uh, support will probably get worse. So for those who are already a little upset about Twitch's support, this is not going to help the situation. Right? Some of the people laid off were people who ran um or were highly involved with Twitch Rivals. I expect uh, that's... It's, it's, I don't know how active Twitch Rivals was because I don't follow it but it's very possible that it's like well, maybe it's not going to be they're not going to be doing stuff that often they did a big Twitch Rivals thing at the uh, last TwitchCon US um, partnering up with the MC Championships the Minecraft um, competition Bob that uh, Scott Major, Scott Smager I guess S major is his username. Anyway, Scott puts on over there, and that was huge. But, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes along with with that. So, that could be uh, interesting. But the reality is, again, I don't think much is going to happen. Twitch is not going away anytime soon, right? In fact, I highly doubt Twitch would even just shut down. If anything were to happen to Twitch, it's more likely it would be a buyout of some sort, right? Twitch could get bought by Microsoft. They could get bought by Google. Because, um, heck, I think YouTube was in some of the those deals potentially to uh, buy Mixer when it was going to be shutting down. So, you know, those possibilities exist. Um. What you may see actually probably will see is a small rise in streamers who are testing other services right now some of them are going to do it through multi-streaming and talk about that in a second um, others may just do sort of like what i did and just pick up and migrate or they may run a few test streams it's like okay i have an account on kick or i've got an account on youtube or on trovo or whatever. Let's fire up a stream, see what it's like streaming over there. So we may see some of of those types of things happening, right? And that's fine, right? That is totally fine. Multi-streaming may actually keep more streamers on Twitch. And I know it it might sound a little bit funky, but one of the reasons a lot of streamers will multi-stream is it does allow them to test new platforms without cutting ties to, to their existing platforms, right? So, if you're a, a regular Twitch streamer and you wanna test the waters on YouTube or test the waters on Kick, you can fire up a multi-stream and do it, again, without alienating your existing viewer base, probably. <laughs> I do know some people that would be would rebel against a streamer who started to stream on Twitch for or stream on Kick, for any number of reasons. But it's a it's an option that some streamers may start leaning towards because they've got some questions about Twitch's stability. Okay, and I'm going to get to that here in a minute too. Okay other things you'll probably see is a greater push for more ads on Twitch or perhaps some other ways of driving revenue. Now, this was one of the things that kind of pushed me away from Twitch, you know, when I left a year ago. Not that ads on streams are are necessarily bad. What I didn't like was, you know, Twitch was going through all of this stress and then what they did is they started really really pushing it was like used car salesman level of pushy they started to really push um, their scheduled ads and scheduled ads really suck when they are an invasive interruption of a stream right so if you've got you have got video ads that play that interrupts the content This is a problem right this is something that um soccer fans have been dealing with for a long time because soccer doesn't stop right you get something like baseball or or american football right there are pretty defined breaks and it's fairly easy to insert a commercial break into the action without interrupting the game right especially like in baseball you've got inning changes uh, or where teams change, you know, when, when a side ends. Uh, obviously, football, you can take breaks. When change of possession, they can interrupt it at random clock stoppages, right? There are ways of dealing that. Soccer, because it's a running clock, there's there's no stoppage except at, like, halftime, <laughs> right? Um, you're running into similar issues with the NHL, actually, but because hockey is just a constant thing. It just moves. So how do you insert ads? Well, what most soccer broadcasts have done that I've seen is actually similar to what I've seen also in 24-hour news channels is you shrink the gameplay on the screen and you show ads on the sides, okay? And that's actually what Twitch has started to do, which I've really liked that, okay? Because what sucks is when you're watching a live thing and it cuts away to an ad. Well, you're now missing the action. You're not just being, I'm not going to say punished, but your payment for watching the service is to watch this ad. You're not just uh, now having to watch the ad. You're completely missing the reason you're watching Twitch in the first place. So I've so I've seen... Uh, Twitch has been doing these more static image, scale down the video, show the ads on the side or sometimes an L or whatever around the video or sometimes just below the video, right? They've been playing with a bunch of different formats and then watch the, and then you can watch the stream still, right? You still see what's going on. That's really cool. If that had been an option when they started really pushing the scheduled streams, I don't think there would have been as much of, of an uproar. And the reality is, not everybody can afford to subscribe to a channel or subscribe to every channel they watch. Those of you who like to watch a lot of Twitch and don't want to like watch ads, Twitch has their—I forgot what they call it—but um, they've got a subscription service. It's like it was like seven or eight bucks a month, and you get all of your Twitch for free, or, or for free, ad-free. Okay, so. I suspect you'll see a lot more of that, okay? I suspect we may see fewer extra events, like Twitch Rivals, for example. Um, This actually had me questioning whether TwitchCon would still continue. Now, conventions are not moneymakers in any way, shape, or form, okay? I don't think anybody has ever thrown a convention and said, this convention is here to be profitable. They don't typically work that way. Conventions tend to be uh, boss leaders in some way. They tend to be big advertising dollars, really. It's, hey, I'm going to TwitchCon, and TwitchCon is, gets all of this notoriety because people are going to TwitchCon. And it's Twitch, and it's, everybody talks about Twitch, and it's advertising, right? Like, when you're watching your favorite streamer on Twitch, they're not talking about Twitch, typically. I mean, some who are in the talking headspace might be but for the most part they're playing their game right when i'm when i'm watching yeah like pearlescent moon stream pearl is playing minecraft and she's talking about minecraft or whatever else is going on and it's just part of the chat conversation she's not focused on talking about twitch where i happen to be on twitch but it's never the focus but when TwitchCon happens, especially when a streamer is attending TwitchCon, that's just what the, what's the news, that's what they talk about. And so it's this big event and they, and TwitchCon, the existence of TwitchCon I think is one of those things that signifies the health of Twitch. So I'm not sure it's going to be going away but right now they're doing two. They're doing one in the U.S. and they're doing one in Europe. It's possible they only do one a year. Okay. I, I have no inside information about this. For all I know, TwitchCon planning is not changing. Okay. But what's interesting is that unlike last year, when when... Twitch is going through its its own version of an adpocalypse. It was dealing with all of its struggles and part of which prompted me to, as I'd already been going through that evaluation process of is Twitch the right place for me, when Twitch was starting to struggle, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go to YouTube. I'm going to focus on my YouTube audience and then we'll see, okay? Because, and that... That was a choice for for me. but YouTube was making a huge push to buy up other streamers, right? There were a number of large streamers that YouTube bought that said, "Hey, YouTube went to them and said, "Hey,, uh, we will give you big money. come stream over on YouTube." And there were, there were a few that bought into that. okay And so there was a lot of a lot of noise. YouTube really seemed to be cranking out features for live. Uh, right, it was it was actually really exciting seeing the competition. Even if Twitch is 100% healthy and amazing, I love seeing the competition because it's competition that drives features, right? Twitch's channel point redeems, their whole channel point system, but also their little redeem buttons happened because Mixer's mix play system was so awesome and Twitch wanted something that would um, compete with that. Okay. Right. So, it, competition is great. It's, it starts pushing for new features and new reasons to be on different platforms. Okay. This year, YouTube is not making that push. Right. It's one thing. So, Kick isn't especially making an argument for Kick as much as they're mocking Twitch. Okay. YouTube has been pretty silent. They'd put out a video that was different ways of monetizing and sort of a fact about streaming on YouTube. Like, hey, if I stream on YouTube and I put my VODs up there, does this hurt my my regular long-form video, right? Those types of discussions. But it wasn't really a... They weren't making a real big and noisy push for Twitch refugees like they were last year. And the reality is that YouTube or Google in general has been making their own cuts. So, you know, there's, there's a, because of issues with, with the economy, uh, right, we've got... You've got massive inflation, at least massive from a U.S. perspective, um, as well as just some other issues. Like, everybody's starting to slow down. The revenue's not there like it used to be. Um, and a lot of these companies grew uh, ridiculously large. And, and And I mean within their own sphere. I mean, Google's already ridiculously large. But they grew a lot because of the growth through the pandemic, which was just a weird time for tech. It's a weird time for everybody, but from a corporate perspective, it was sort of a weird time for tech. And now they're starting to realize that, hey, maybe we grew a little bit too much, right? We were growing for the future and the future is not now. (laughs) And And I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean that in a, hey, we were growing to be this much larger and because of the economic situations the reality is we're still down lower we're down here not way up here and let's scale our company back to being down at where reality is okay and the catch is live streaming is expensive okay now we already talked about it it's rough to monetize oh it's easy to put ads right But to do it in a way that doesn't annoy viewers is hard. And it's not like, I don't want to say, it's it's not like exactly a, well, it's not like long form video, if you want to put it that way, or a TV show, which is just long form video in a different medium, right? If I'm I'm an advertiser and I want to advertise on music-free gaming, I know that, okay, this is a channel it's a gaming channel it's Minecraft it's family friendly it's make, they can make decisions about that okay if someone wanted to advertise around put ads on music free static right so okay it's again family friendly uh, it's a podcast which is an entirely different audience from gaming which is why I do these on two different channels and my topics are somewhat varied Last this week, last week I was talking about tech. I do really late movie reviews. I do um, sometimes more bloggy type things. It's more of a variety podcast, which is a little bit harder to target in some ways, right? But you can kind of see what's there and go with it. With a live stream, it's a in some ways it's it's harder because it's just because it's completely unscripted. You know it's gonna be gaming. You can you can you can sort of tell what the audience is, right? And you see that anytime a you see a streamer with a sponsorship deal. Right? Here's a streamer, oh, we've got this uh new meal prep service and I use it and I love it. And if you use my code, you can get fifty percent off your order for, you know, right, that type of thing. Or hey, uh our new coffee and you can you know these types of things are what sometimes <laughs> make up some uh, financial differences for streamers, but it's it could be harder to target, right? Because even if you are a, a I I to use the same term, medium-sized streamer. Okay, I'm not talking about the giant streamers that are getting tens of thousands of concurrent views. I'm talking about the streamers who are getting a few hundred, or a thousand, okay? Which is still a lot, don't get me wrong, but it's not the million views somebody may get on a video or the hundreds of thousands of views somebody may get on a video. You're talking about a thousand or 2,000 concurrent viewers. And yes, some come and some go and all that stuff, but it's a much smaller number than what you would see on a video, right? And then you look at this from a... Provider perspective, and it's expensive, right? You're pushing, say, Twitch's, well, they've got some changes in beta, but Twitch's current upload max is six megabit, right? That's a lot of bits coming at your service for the stream. And then you get people watching it, okay? And Your entry-level streamers may not even be monetized yet, so those viewers are not dropping subs, they're not dropping bits, right? Or on YouTube, it's it's channel memberships and super chats and things, but these things are not coming from your viewers. So, you know, it's, it's a okay, now it's not a huge amount of bandwidth potentially compared to you know you're somebody like ninja or something i don't don't know who are the big streamers on twitch these days i I, whatever but you're not dealing with some of those people who have tens of thousands of viewers right but you're also not getting the revenue to help offset that because they're not you know how much ad revenue are you getting from how much uh is your take from the subscription revenue, right? And it's it's expensive, right? I have a small audience on my channel. I stream so they're having to pay for my bandwidth as I stream to them to YouTube, right? And then I I said I have a small audience, I admit to that. Anyone who watches my streams will know I have a small audience. And those two or three people that happen to be there on occasion um, they're pulling all of that bandwidth and what sort of advertising, you know, are they, is YouTube is, are they getting enough eyes to pay for the, the bandwidth, right? Are they? Would they be able to get enough ad revenue to pay for that bandwidth? And Twitch is in the same boat, right? Because that's all Twitch does. YouTube could subsidize it a little bit because of, the revenue off of long-form ads or long-form videos and shorts, right? Which is a, another really hard to monetize platform or format, right? Okay. All of that said, this might actually be good for Twitch streamers. I know, it, and I'm... Think about this for just a little bit, okay? Yes, Twitch just cut 20-something percent of its workforce. But you look at the reasons why, right? And and this is something Dan Clancy, again, Twitch's CEO, talked about on a live stream after, I think it was the same day. The announcement went out, and then that afternoon, evening, or something like that, he streamed and was taking questions about this. And what he was saying was that like Twitch is not profitable, and eventually that has to change for any company. It doesn't matter if you have Amazon as your corporate lord and master. At some point, your company has to make money or it closes. Okay, I don't mean it has to be raking in billions of profit with huge profit margins. I mean you have to stop losing money because eventually you run out of money, right? The problem with a company living off venture capital and investors and things like that—it's the same problem with a government living off of um, uh, living off of taxpayers and running through debt—is eventually you run out of other people's money, right? So, you know what happens when a government taxes their people so much they can't. Uh, that they're doing heavy deficit spending, eventually services have to get cut and people throw a fit because they depend on them. Well, in a corporate sense, the money runs out and it's not just services that get cut. The company closes and lots of people lose their jobs, right? And this whole platform potentially goes away. So long-term, if Twitch actually takes the time to do this i think they will okay i think dan clancy has been driving twitch more or less in the right direction i've liked a lot of the changes that have come with to twitch since he's taken over but again this is hard and, and i don't want to minimize the fact that hey yeah 500 some people just lost their job that's never wonderful but for the streamers who make their living on Twitch as well what this should lead to whether or not it will or not but what it should lead to is a company that can minimize its I say minimize its expenses which is true any company wants to do that but get its expenses in line with its revenue right become profitable even if it's at a break even where it's it's making as much as it's spending which is also not a great place for a business to be even if you're a nonprofit you need to make profit. you need to be making more than you're spending in order to pay for upgrades to your infrastructure right now for a nonprofit that that may mean hey I, we need to buy new computers for our staff We need to plan for, oh, our furnace broke and we need to replace the furnace, right? You need to be building up a little bit of extra funds for those types of deals. Twitch has other issues. And any service provider has these issues of, we need to be making what we're we're getting, but we also have to be able to invest to make our services better. And how do you do that if you're losing money? Now, in the dot-com era of, internet business right this you're talking about y2k forward the way these businesses have typically done it is grow big borrow big hopefully you can get enough users that you can then build your profit later and then pay off the debt right the idea is in the creator media space eyeballs are everything so if you're not if you're not getting the eyeballs, if you're not getting viewers, then it's really hard to do, to grow and do anything, right? I talked about that somewhat in the creator media discussion last week. Where do you go as a creator? Do I go to this platform? Are there people even there to watch my, or read more, whatever the stuff I post, right? Well, Twitch is. Been around long enough they really need to be out of the we're living off venture capital we're living off investors we're living off amazon they need to be in the and i to be honest i don't know that amazon is actually injecting any money into twitch okay but twitch really needs to get to a point where it says hey we are we're actually making money Right. Okay. There are there are a lot of people that really rag on Twitch because they they dumped their 70 30 split for their for their partners. Right? It used to be Twitch would give you a 50 50 split. So if somebody subscribed to a channel, the streamer got half of that, Twitch got half of that. Okay. Not fabulous, but Okay, again, Twitch should get a cut. Let's let's be honest. Just like YouTube should get a cut of memberships, Kick should get a cut of subscribers, right? Because they are providing the service, okay. And that's right. I have no problem with that. And they, then the, what they did is then if you made partner, and I'm not entirely sure the logistics, because like, it was I don't think it was universal, but it basically, let's just pretend for a moment that it was. If you made partner, you got seventy of the streamer got seventy percent of this the sub revenue and the Twitch took thirty percent. Okay, Twitch changed some things so that basically only the a certain level of streamer. You really have to be up there in uh like the top one percent of streamers, something like that, to get a seventy thirty split. And there are some people, Harris Heller for example, who has been riding the seventy thirty split for Twitch since they they cut it for partners, okay? Th- that will never happen until or unless Twitch becomes profitable. I think the the reality is, I mean, Clancy was on the record in an interview with Harris Heller saying that, yes, we will pass the savings on to our, our streamers, right? And he's talking about the savings, the cost of bandwidth from switching to AV1 codec uh, and a few other things. But, but yeah, we'll pass those on to streamers. Great. But that will not happen. I I will sit here and say right now that will not happen in a universal basis. They may adjust their Partner Plus program or whatever. But across the platform, that will not happen. Unless Twitch is profitable, because they can't give more money to streamers if they're not making it in the first place. That's the reality of the situation. kik has got their ridiculous what's like ninety-five five or ninety-seven three something like that. They could, the only reason Kick can do that is because the parent company's stake. Is putting in all their sweet, sweet gambling funds into kick to support it. That's the only reason. Because they're not making them enough money off of their service as a streaming platform to support that. YouTube can do it. They do a 70-30 split, but they do it because streaming is not their main platform. Again, they subsidize their streaming output. And in their case, it's from long-form videos and shorts. And the ad revenue they get off of those. So, yeah. All in all, I think... Let's talk, like, short-term, it's going to be painful. But again, you're going to see Twitch streamers probably trying out other platforms. There's going to be some grumbling, but... I don't think you're gonna see a huge migration of Twitch streamers to other platforms. I think you will see some people testing out other platforms using multi-streaming. Medium term, I think this is a a good move for Twitch, okay? Because Twitch needs financial stability to survive. There's only so long they can can continue to lose money before Amazon decides, yeah, this isn't working, and either sell it off or close it. All right. It's, that's just the, rea- f- the reality of the situation. That is a financial and corporate reality here. Eventually, Twitch is going to run out of other people's money. They need to be financially stable. And I think, well, honestly, I think this is going to be the first step on that road. It's not going to be the only step. I don't think... I mean, I don't think they cut their way to... to uh, profitability here. All right. So... I, accept, I expect we'll see more things. We'll see more ads and stuff. Honestly, if Twitch continued the... Uh, ads around the video, like they've been doing lately, I could see them pushing that ad to be more frequent right because it, it doesn't interrupt the stream which is the big deal most people it's like okay it's annoying okay the video squeezes in a little bit and you get an ad for you know State Farm or whatever but it's you're still watching the video so I could see that happening more and more even becoming a nearly constant thing perhaps I don't know. But Twitch has got to become financially stable, and this is as painful as these cuts are, especially for the people who got who just got fired. I think long term this is going to be healthy for Twitch. That doesn't mean it's gonna be painful, right? If you have to re break a bone to set it, that hurts but it's essential for it to heal properly. I think we're kind of looking at the same sort of thing. So yeah, so that's where I've said, I've been rambling for a really long time on this. Holy cow. So um, if you have thoughts, let me know, drop them in the comments down here on YouTube, or if you're listening um, on a, your favorite podcast platform, yeah, come join the discord. We could chat about it there too. All of this is fun and exciting. And I, I, I get excited about all of this, y'all. I really do. So check that out. And until next time, be excellent to each other. And this is Music Free Static signing off.